Hi, this is Kirk Kinnear. I'm here to support leaders that know what it feels like to carry that heavy burden, who care about their staff and want to make an impact in the organizations they're leading. My commitment to you as a current leader is to give you company and to bring you to a place of leading lightly. Do you ever struggle with the difference between being shrewd and being manipulative? This is something that I've thought a lot about and struggled with for years. I'll never forget going into this meeting with an organization that uh, used our facilities. We had to negotiate a significant increase in the fee that they were paying to use the facilities. It wasn't fair. I wanted to get myself to a point where it uh, that where it was a little bit more reasonable. We were basically subsidizing, which which um, I didn't think was right, especially considering we were charging other people quite a bit. So I went into this meeting. I prepared. I I did a lot of things. I learned. Uh, I learned later actually from Never Split the Difference, which is a great book. If you haven't read it, I I highly recommend it because it it and read it with the lens of learning how to listen. If you ever read that book, but. I I went in kind of anchored high. I talked about what the industry did, where where they were at with their fees. And in the end, they in- agreed to the largest increase they'd had in years, as well as a annual increase that would get them to the place where I needed to get them to within 4 or 5 years. That negotiation at the end, they thanked me uh, they were really, they, they actually came up with the price that I wanted and they walked away and I looked over at my, my boss, who's the Dean, she's a psychologist. Um, so I, I was like, did I just manipulate them into this deal? Like, was I being devious here? Was I, was I cheating my way to this deal? And she's like, no. She said, there's a big difference between being shrewd and being manipulative. And you were not manipulative. I, I still struggle with that one. I, I don't struggle with that conversation because I've been able to do it on a bunch of occasions. And I kind of have a format for having those difficult conversations that seems to work really well for me. But I struggle with the line there because I believe in truth. And maybe this comes from my past. Uh, I, I kind of had some negative labels for me around truth, but I live in truth. I always try and lean into truth. I kind of live my life as an open book because I believe people should have the right to kind of read it and help me write better pages as we move forward together. So that's that's my MO. But when I have those meetings, I kept thinking, oh, I'm manipulating. I'm trying to... I I'm I must be manipulating because of the outcomes. Like the outcomes are often very good. And I've been in a lot of these meetings. The only one I don't negotiate well for is myself. I don't know if any of you are like that, but I definitely, <laughs> I'm definitely like that. But I negotiate on behalf of my organization and my family very well. Uh, so what is the difference between being shrewd and manipulative? Recently, I was able to hang out with a friend of mine who has a very strong moral compass and is a partner of law at a, at a large, reputable law firm. We ended up sitting in the hot tub, physically distanced because it's a big hot tub, but we ended up sitting in a hot tub 
and talking about the difference between shrewd and manipulative. And that's kind of what I'm going to share with you today. It was one of my favorite discussions I've had in the last long time. Uh, so we just we just talked about it because how do you be a lawyer? And I'll never speak for him. I have so much respect for him and his moral compass in law. But I'm I'm not going to speak for him. But he was talking about how is he how does he proceed as a lawyer with a strong moral compass? Because in law, your job is to to get the best outcome for your client, whether they're right or wrong. It's not about winning. I think that's there's a lot of deception around there, but it's getting the best outcome. Even if you are wrong, getting the best case for the best outcome for being wrong is still a lawyer's job. It's not about winning. So he made that clear to me a long time ago, but we were talking about this moral compass thing and he kind of gave me some ideas or some clarity around these guidelines that I think would help anybody who's trying to negotiate or trying to move forward and does not want to be manipulative. So for for in our discussion where we kind of came to was if you're being shrewd, you are only giving the information that you need to give to plead your case. And you are not lying about anything. So I asked him, I said, well, what happens if somebody asks something that you know happened? Because he's like, it's the other lawyer's job to come up with their counter arguments so the judge can make the best decision. So you're kind of in a game here. And this game is a lot hotter than a lot of the games I've played around negotiating in a boardroom or something like that. This is in front of a judge. And uh, you're talking to another lawyer, and there's a lot of heated emotions. I've been in mediation and things like that, but not in a court case. I hope I never am. But uh, he was talking about it. What he said was he, he will never lie. And I asked him, I was like, is that common? He's like, well, I don't, I don't know. But he says, I definitely have seen people that I don't think are saying the truth. So, so you've got You've got people that are on that fringe. He's like, I like he he said, you know, I, I think I've seen people, but he's again, he's not judging them. It's not his job. It's funny because it's the judge's job in this conversation. So what he does that I think is super helpful is he comes up with staple answers to certain questions. For example, if the other lawyer points out something that is uh, that they make a suggestion of something, he'll say something along the lines of, and and I'm not quoting him. I'm just kind of saying my how I would explain it. He would say, "Well, that's an interesting proposition, or that's an interesting idea. Where's your proof? Because that's their job as a lawyer to prove it. He doesn't say no. That didn't happen." And he has that as a staple answer for a lot of those questions so that he never uh, has to walk that line. He never says yes or no. He just says, you know, that's a really interesting theory. Where's your proof? And the judge is kind of like, huh, well, where is your proof? And if the person, the lawyer doesn't have the proof, even if my, my friend, even if the other lawyer knows, uh, like, even if my friend knows that this is, this is an issue and it is a risk, 
he's not going to lie. He's just going to say that this is where, uh, this is an interesting idea. Where are you standing? Like, where's your proof so that we can move forward? He doesn't say, no, that doesn't happen. That's, that's crazy. I'll never, uh, that's never done. He, he has a staple answer that is very vague, but it's not lying, but it's shrewd because he's not setting his, his client up for failure in this case. It's the other lawyer's job to make the points to win the case or to get the better outcome. And if the other lawyer doesn't do his job, that's the other lawyer's fault uh, or the, the other person's challenge there. So when you're in conversations and you know, uh, I'm going to go back to this, this facility argument. I was in a conversation with somebody and, and what, what my friend said is if I would have lied about what the going rate was, I would be manipulating. If I would have pushed the person down, like downplayed them or hurt them in any way, that would be manipulative. But I came in with my facts. If they didn't do their research and they don't have better facts than me, I have a better case. But I'm not manipulating. I'm still saying the truth. Now, if they were to say, well, you know, in this situation, the fees are, I'd, I'd just say, oh, that's that's excellent. Where is your evidence for that? If they don't have evidence, then the, that that issue is closed. But if they did their work, then it's harder to negotiate with them. And, and, and in a way, they're going to just get a better outcome than, than you were intending or hoping for. But, but that's fair negotiation. You see the difference? The difference is somewhere in the line of, like, it's definitely saying the truth. But you don't have to say everything. Like, you don't have to say, well, you know, this is the going rate for this type of facility. But um, I have heard these cases. You don't have to say the but part. You don't have to give them their case. It's their job in the meeting to make their own case. So think about that because your moral compass will help your team follow you through anything. If you have a strong moral compass, if you're not playing down to other people, if you're not hurting or manipulating them, you will get a lot more done a lot easier because everyone's going to trust you. You come forward with the case that makes your best case. You have an answer for the pieces that you know are your own weakness. And you let the other side try and do their job in the negotiation. It's not your job to support them. Your job is to get the best deal possible for your organization. But you want to get it in a way that doesn't cost you or the other party anything. You want to sleep all at night because you're not being manipulative. You're being shrewd. Thanks for listening. If you liked it, remember to subscribe. If you know other leaders who could benefit from Leading Lightly, feel free to share. For more resources, visit our website at leadinglightly.com.